For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hello, hello. Welcome to the Believe in USC Football podcast. I'm Kristen Lago, joined by Lendell White. We are very happy again. USC takes down UCLA, gets ready for a second week of rivalry madness. Last game of the regular season, Notre Dame. I can tell you're excited over there. Yeah, this is this is the in Trojan life. I mean, it's it's good to bang up and beat up on your little brothers in those powder blues. That's one of the greatest rivalries, and it'll never change because it's so close. And, you know, again, we go to D.D. Reese and we take their girlfriends as well. But the greatest, like, rivalry, I think, in sports, and I think there might be one other one that's close to it, especially in college sports, because mm-hmm. it's the same week, and I'll give it Ohio, Michigan – I got to give it. They 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 definitely bang out. But this USC-Notre Dame matchup, there's people all over the world that look forward to this matchup. And I, now that I haven't played in it for, you know, I think like two years, I've been removed yeah, for it. two years. Um, you know, I get to just see so many different fans and I've been in all over parts of the world. One thing I know is that Notre Dame fans are heavy and alive and they, they are. They are. They go hard. I love <laughs> going up there do. as a fan because it's fun. Yes, there's nothing like this rivalry, man, because they believe every year that it's the year. And they, with with their, you know, slow start, but then they're fast, you know, like how they're ending this season. This is marks for one of the, you know, best matchups of the year and one of the best matchups in this um, uh, uh, matchup for a long time. So I'm excited to see it. I know it should be a lot of fun. Before we get into this year's rivalry, though, I do want to ask you about your experience playing against Notre Dame, I guess if you put yourself back into the Cardinal and gold uniform, like what do you remember most about your games against Notre Dame? Uh, yeah. <laughs> Start well, well, honestly, my, my games, the more memorable games probably was the Bush push. Yeah, I was, I, was, I, was, I was like, I didn't want to know if I should just bring that up right now. Nah, the Bush push. Is, I mean, we got to just be, you got to call it how you call it. Let's be honest. That Bush push game was unreal. Yeah. And just thinking about what it stood for at the time, what we were playing for, mm-hmm. how many games in a row we had won. Um, and, and, and to get a walk off like that at the end of the, at the end of that game, I can remember, you know, getting in the middle of the field and, you know, doing a knee and like pointing up to the sky. Like, I mean, you did it, man. I, I don't know how we pulled that off, but we pulled it off. Um, that was probably the most memorable because before that, I think we beat them by a total of 62 points to two years. And, um, unfortunately we got tied, Whittingham fired, um, it was like we used to destroy them again. Yeah. So when when USC is, you know, USC, it's kind of hard for me to, you know, Notre Dame is really good, but we find a way to go out there and we show out. Um, they come in, they get to come to see us now. So like out, out West, it's just a different ball game. When you know this game is on the line, it's after, after uh, Thanksgiving, it's nothing like this game in the world, man. So 
I'm super excited. I know that this offense is pumped up and ready to go. Again, we got question marks on defense, but I think this is the week we get Gentry back. I think they held him back last week for this week. I hope that's the case because I just think that if he comes back, he gives the defense just that spark. They found that spark plug last week. Um, I think we need Gentry back to give us another spark plug this week, but I do feel like this is going to be another one of them games where our offense takes control and we score a, a decent amount of points, high 30s. Let's go there. Wait, one more about the Bush push, just because I still remember where I was watching this as a little girl. I actually turned off my TV. I remember I went to my room, turned it off because I was so afraid we were going to lose as like a little, I don't know how old I was, but my parents were watching in the living room and I just heard screaming and I was like, oh, something must have happened. Yeah. As a player there, like, what do you remember that environment being like? Like, did you know he was like over? I'm just like curious what the scene was, like if you can still remember it. Um, I it's just, not, not that you're that old. Sorry, that no, was no, it's not that at all. Uh, hey, you, you're good, you know that. But I am, I'm kind of an old man thinking about that because I mean, it was in 2006, 2005, 2000. Yeah, yeah. oh my gosh. So, <laughs> um, what I do remember is that, like, when people think about like sports and like, yes, you do this to play in the NFL, right? But when I think of like sports, like I think back of like on games like that because you you yeah. think back of like driving into the stadium. I remember the fans rocking our bus and shaking our bus and, you know, getting off and going through their walk and they're booing us. And it was just a crazy lead up to that game. Remember, you know, warming up and thinking how thick the grass was. And I think one of our players got hurt that game. So we were already mad because we felt like the grass was bad omen and they were trying to hurt us. So when you just think about like that moment of that game and you think back to what goes on that whole dr- like that drive when Matt does the audible to DJ and he catches it and he goes down the sideline, he trips up or when Matt tries to go on the sideline, he fumbles out of bounds and there's just so much that goes on. And then finally they come over to the sideline. I'm kind of thinking, Oh, they might call my number because you know, we're on the goal line. We might do something. And then, you know, like, I don't know what the play call was. I'm thinking maybe a, a quarterback sneak, maybe we get Reggie out real quick and try to dump it off to him. But all I know is we hike the ball and Reggie runs up behind them and, you know, we find a way and Matt, you know, turns around and he ends yep. up landing in. And, you know, at that moment, all you can hear was like, you know, this, you could like drop a needle in there because everybody went silent <laughs> other than the USC Trojan fans. And it's like, it was the greatest feeling ever. Yeah. And you're like, we did it. You know what I mean? It's <laughs> like, cause you know, our national championship hopes were still alive at that point. Um, we knew whoever win that game probably would go on to the Natty. So yep. I'm glad that at that moment we happened to be victorious. But I remember it like, like yesterday. It's just like the, the that's like what college football is about: the atmosphere, the people screaming, the, you know, some of their fans rushing the field because they thought that the game was over. They had to push them off, and you know, so crazy. Yeah, to look back and see them like walking off, but pissed. You know, it was nothing like that. That was the greatest feeling that I. That was definitely top five greatest feelings. Oh, I'm sure. For, for sure. You talk about you guys grinding out a win in that game. I guess as you look at this USC, t- com- USC team coming in this week, they're probably riding high, I would assume, after this UCLA win. Yeah. What do you think they need to do to maybe not get complacent in this one, to be able to do it again, to finish the season 11-1? Well, to know that the college playoff berth is still in hopes – um, the fact that you guys, that alone for, you know, me yeah. would be play everything. Yeah. Yes. Um, to know that you might have a chance to do that if you win, if you, you're in. 
um, the fact that this is Notre Dame in the game that when you are checked in and when you when we introduce you guys to what USC football is about, the first thing we say is, like I told you last week, we beat UCLA and we beat Notre Dame. Like, I don't care. We care, but it's like we don't care much of anything what happens all year as long as we can have those two bragging rights. Um, so I think that, you know, I think after last week, understanding what that rivalry means and then now knowing this is like back-to-back -back rivalry week, I think that these kids know exactly what this means and what's riding and what's on the line. So um, I think Caleb, just listening to him talking, I think he understands what's at play here. So if anybody can get his troops ready, which, you know, he's the, the leader and, you know, along with Lincoln, I think that he's going to tell them like he's been here before. You can get complacent. You can think that, you know, this team's not going to come out and give you their all. But who doesn't want to spoil USC's day more than Notre Dame? Like, yeah. that's all I would tell you. <laughs> like, they are coming to play some football. And Marcus Freeman has those boys playing some real good football. Yeah, they're peaking they at the right time. Right. They dominated Clemson two weeks ago. Mm -hmm. uh, they just ran off on these boys last week. They yeah, they really killed them. On their offense, right? So it's like – we're not going into it where it's going to be somebody that's going to lay down. You know, this is not going to be, well, have, if USC hasn't noticed all year that because you're USC, nobody's laying down. They're going to come and give you their all every week. I think that that's what's prepared us for this moment now. You think the game comes down to the defense, the USC defense sort of again, because I don't think I'm worried again that USC's offense is going to score, right? Like they're going to answer. Do you think it comes down to USC's defense and how they perform? I think for sure. I think yeah. that it just boils down to them making plays. I see Trail McClutch, my two one partner. I see him out there making plays. I had to hit him up. That's what I'm saying. When you were two sure. one, there's certain people that I'm gonna hit you up and let it's you know. It's a brotherhood, know. right? Right. Yeah. I congratulated him. Like I, I just think that like this is the right time to start feeling yourself and understand that you guys can make plays. Um, again, if they add Gentry. He's one of those guys that I don't care what you say. Like I've seen him play and I watched yeah. that tape on him. He makes the he makes things different in the middle of that field. So yeah. I think if they if the, if he shows up, he they give him an extra boost. If not, though, I just think that Grinch also knows mm -hmm. what he need, what needs to be done. This is like this is the biggest game of our season right now because Absolutely. this it means everything for us. Now, if we win and somehow the, the, the CFP thinks that we don't deserve it, that's fine. But at least we, on our resume, it shows that we've beaten two, you know, top 25 teams in the last two weeks. And we did it convincingly with a Heisman trophy winner back there. So, um, I'm going to put that out there. I'm a firm believer in saying what you believe. And I believe yeah, manifest it all day. Yes, he's a Heisman trophy winner. And I be, I, I feel that, we'll get this win. But I also feel like you said that defense will come to play and they'll give us again, some of those league leading turnovers that they've accustomed mm -hmm. to and getting uh, used to getting. So I'm excited to see this one. This is going to be one of those rivalry games or rivalry week where it's going to be on TV. Everybody's going to be watching Yeah, Ohio state, Michigan. They'll definitely That's get the one you games. watch in the morning and yes. then you tune and in to USC on, Notre Dame at night. Exactly. It's going to happen. And I wish I can say Alabama, Auburn or some shit like that, but ain't nobody really going to, they're probably going to be looking at what Kiff got going down over there in Ole Miss because the chances are he'll be at Auburn mill. soon. I know. Rumorville. He's crazy. He knows that he has a way better chance at Auburn with that staff and the way that they're going to pay. Um, and I think that some, some kind of rule in Mi Mississippi only allows them to give like three year deals at a time or something like that. And I'm sure that they'll offer him some crazy deals. So it's, I can't wait to see it. And me knowing Kiff, he likes to, Spice things up a he little bit. He loves it. So I think he'll end up at Auburn somehow, some way, unless 
Mississippi ups that money a lot. So I can't wait to see that. I know. I feel like there's going to be a lot of college football news probably dropping in the next couple of weeks. Um, But I do want to hit on something you said, because it's still like shocking to me to even say that USC is in college football playoff consideration, knowing where we were at this time last year. But if they beat a number 13 ranked Notre Dame on Saturday, do you think if you put yourself in the committee's place that they they've done enough, they've they've made a statement enough to be ranked top four? It's not even just statement. Like, yes, they, they've maintained and they've been able to win against teams that are, you know, that you guys have ranked where they ranked yeah. them. I'm not knocking the fact that, you know, the my, uh, Michigan has to play Ohio State and they might be two or three. But the thing is, they don't have to fall far. They can probably, if they lose at three, they fall to five, but we just yeah. go to four. Unfortunately, if you lose at this late, it hurts you. Yep. We know that you're playing the number two team in the world, but that means that you got to come to play better, right? So who, I feel like it's it sucks, but whoever, if we lose or whoever loses, then yeah, you, you don't get the love. That's just what has to happen. But if we win, especially because of the back-to-back top 15 wins that we have yeah. on the schedule, you have to give us some consideration. And in rivalry formats, right? I feel like they right. consider that too. And the way that, you know, our quarterback is playing right yeah. now. You have to... I know that one thing about it is one good, bad, or indifferent. I know if, if we play TCU, Georgia, whoever we play, I know that our fans are going to show up and show out and that we will be there rooting on those Trojans like nothing. So, And we're going to be putting up some points on the board. I don't just think that people are going to be able to just have their way with us and it's going to be one of them games where we're getting blown out. I just don't see that. So, yes, I believe that if we win, yes, and because somebody has to lose this weekend in the top four, I can't wait to see how they, you know, how they take that or what they say are, you know, because we haven't had a top 10 victory or, you know, they had a top 10 loss. Like we can't wait to see how they justify it, but we'll see. But I think that if we win that we have strong consideration for college football playoff. Well, yeah. And you have to think of the only losses, right? One point on the road to a top 25 team, right? Utah still, still ranked. So they've been handling business, right? So we can't, yeah, I can't wait. We're going to see. And then again, you never know. Then our, you know, the championship game, depending on who we play again, let's be another victory in the top 25. So yes, this is going to be exciting times. I can't wait to see what, what goes on, but you can count on me to be showing up to whatever bowl game it is. I'll oh, heck definitely yeah. be there. <laughs> I'm kind of aiming for the peach bowl. Let's go to Atlanta. Oh yeah. Atlanta wouldn't be bad. And especially in that new dome, you know, playing on some turf. Drake London can come on out and hang hey, out with us. Yeah, go. It'd be good stuff, man. So, yeah, I wouldn't mind that at all. Before I let you go, let's talk uh, score prediction. Well, first, actually, who you got in uh, Ohio State, Michigan? Putting you on the spot. Oh, man, I I, I kind of want Michigan to do it just because, like, Ohio State hasn't been showing us strong. Mm-hmm. And if they Michigan beats them, then I think that knocks Ohio State out because of what happens in the, their last yeah, few weeks of what the best kind of the way they've been winning. Yeah. yeah. So kind of that, but just knowing that I don't know if Henderson's playing, but I just feel like the, the passing trio that Ohio State has might affect Michigan this year. Yeah. Um, I think it still is a close game. I think that Ohio State finds a way to pull out in the end. But I wouldn't be surprised if Michigan finds a way. That's just our ball finally gets, yeah. gets it done, <laughs> makes it back yeah. to the top four. Yes. Um, and then for us, yes, I see, I see like a another you know high 38, 40 point you know performance to something like a 31, 34. 
Um, it's not going to be like a, a, a easy game by no means. I just feel like we pull off later with Caleb's play. I think Jordan Addison has another amazing day. I think he actually seals his Bolitnikov probably 200 plus because I think, you know, um, Lincoln understands. He just understands stuff like that. So I think that he has a monster day. And I think that also with our running game that we have a three – uh, three-legged animal back there that can go crazy at any time. And I think that if they do give Barlow some of those more tougher carries, he'll show exactly what he has. So, and Relique, we're going to, he's ready to bust one at any time. It's going to happen. I just, I can't wait to see it. And Austin Jones is going to definitely have a monster day. So um, I'm excited to see it. Yeah. I'll say, yeah, 45, 35. I don't know. Something like yeah, that. Yeah. I don't think it's quite a USC UCLA shootout, but I think yeah. Notre Dame definitely put some points on the board. For sure. for sure. There's no there's no doubt about that in my mind. But I agree with you. I think Caleb is going to solidify his Heisman uh, semifinalist spot. I think we're going to have a Trojan in New York again, which is wild. Yeah, that's awesome. Wild. Yeah. Yeah, uh, the USC video gave me chills that they put out for his Heisman campaign just because it's just so good to see USC in yeah. the spotlight again. It's been a long 10, 15 years. We, we've been had, hard. We've, We've had some really good players that, you know, have been nationally spotlighted and, and they made plays. But when you win and make plays, it's a big difference. So, yep. yes, it's good to see our Trojans back, like, on top. So, I hope they continue to fight on this weekend and get us another victory because it's going to feel really good. You said it right there. USC taking on Notre Dame under the lights in the Coliseum, 430 kick and the 430 kickoff. I love it. Great stuff. Keep winning yes. USC because as a fan, I am enjoying these kickoff times. Yes, nothing better than that daytime primetime game. Yes, sir. Exactly. Well, we'll be back to break it all down. I know we will both be tuned in USC with a chance to not only hopefully send a Heisman hopeful to New York, but also solidify maybe a top four spot in the CFP. Let's Very exciting times to be a Trojan. This is the Believe in USC podcast presented by Bet Online. I'm Kristen Lago. That is Lundell White. Fight on this week. Let's do it. Fight on, baby. Notre, Notre Shame going down. Notre Shame's going down, baby. Let's go. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.